This is the GOAT Level Podcast with your host, the GOAT, the legend, the hero, Van Pugh. Cowboys, what's good? You lost. It was a great game. It was a great try. But you came up short. Once again, you thought. See, you outgained us by about, I don't know, 100, 200 yards. I'm about to look at it now. Well, we definitely had more running yards than you. We definitely had more rushing yards. Our over 100, yeah, 109 rushing yards to 73. Um, You had more passing yards, 333 to 183. And you outgained us 406 to 292. But none of that matters. Because at the end of the day, you lost. You got down 11. We kind of fell back defensively. You started getting those chunk plays, but I kind of knew that was going to happen. I mean, we couldn't stop the Washington sitcom in either game from passing the ball and getting those short and intermediate throws. Mac Jones threw for over 300 on us. Kirk Cousins threw for 300 yards on us. Like, the list goes on. But at the end of the day, the bird is still 8-1. Every game has been close, pretty much, except the Bucks and the Rams. And even those games, we were kind of playing around and uh, could have won by more if we wasn't playing around. But uh, A.J. Brown, his streak of 125 yards or more is over, but he still scored because you can't stop him. And he still had seven catches. So... Still couldn't stop him. And thank God, uh, Tracy in my fantasy league, she has A.J. Brown. Thank God they're on a bye this time. And even if they weren't and they were playing the Chiefs this week, the Chiefs got a tough pass defense. It's going to be kind of the same thing against the Chiefs. Like He's not going to go off against the Chiefs because the Chiefs defense has been playing well this year. I mean, they, they held Miami to 14. They shut them out for almost three quarters, I believe. Like, these guys are no joke. But I still believe the bird can win. And the haters can go kick rocks. Because the bird is the word. And you better respect it. For it. I mean, come on, man. And here we go again. Here we go again. People complaining about the refs. Here we go again. Yeah, they take one, you know, big call or no call. And they say it's rigged. It's rigged for the Eagles. But you had plenty of chances. You had plenty of chances. And the Cowboys, listen, you have less gripes with the refs because it was 10-10 in penalties. There were some questionable calls against us, too. And also, most of your yards on that last drive was because of penalties. Now, some of that was uh, self-inflicted. The pass interference, I I mean, you got lucky. You got lucky. Okay. If If he throws that a little bit further, it's a nothing burger. 
he got lucky with the underthrow. So he drew the pass interference. I mean, the offside stain, the legal contact, the holding, so it's, it's all dumb. I don't know why we be doing it. I don't know why Bradbury is always holding. I don't know why he's always so grabby. But it is what it is. You know, they figured it out. They've, they, um, they got by. Now, schoolmaker not scoring, boy, I think 99% of the time, that's a touchdown. But he just didn't get in. He was an inch away. It's a game of inches. And, of course, we tush-pushed out of the end zone, and Micah Parsons looked like he was on top of the sled during offensive lineman drills. (laughs) He got cooked. Listen, man, the Eagles are 8-1, and one. and we're 3-0 and during our tough stretch, and all three of these opponents are complaining about the refs because the games are close, and yeah, there's some questionable calls, but we can nitpick, and you know, we can nitpick and see calls that went against the Eagles or no calls that wasn't in the Eagles' favor. We could do this all day long. The Cowboys have less of a gripe. You had chance of it after chance after chance. It's just in short yardage situations, we were better. And also, at the end of the game, you had a chance to score. We gifted you like 50 yards and penalties, but you were undisciplined. False start here. Holding there. Like, took a sack and then took another sack. Like, you were undisciplined. You weren't great in your pass protections. If it wasn't for Dak being so mobile, um, you wouldn't have scored that many points because the pass rush was eating you alive, especially at the end. Ferguson had too many yards. C.D. Lamb had almost 200 yards. Damn! That's too many. That's way too many. Now, I knew he was going to get his. I knew he was going to have at least 100. But to get 191, that's unreal. I, and it didn't matter what we did. We did zone. He'd get in the hole. He'd chill out. He'd catch a pass for 10 to 15 yards. We play man. We put a safety on him. Or we put some backup quarter on him. He cooks them. Like, we couldn't do anything. We, we couldn't do anything. With him, to be honest. So, like I said, the pass rush, when it came through, it came through. And that that helped. You know? But, yeah, it was a great game. I was on the edge of my seat. And all the penalties at the end of the game made it more entertaining. That was a great America's Game of the Week. And, unfortunately, the Cowboys are America's Game of the Week again against the Giants. Knowing damn well the Giants... Has God knows who playing in Dallas next week. The game is in Dallas. When is the last time you've seen the Giants win in Dallas? Exactly. Like, I I can't remember. I'm serious. So, it's going to be a blowout. What a joke. But the Eagles took care of business. They're winning these games close because they're great at – um. The greatest situations, the greatest short yardage. Yeah, they turn the ball over, 
but they keep people out of the end zone. They just got to keep doing this, and they haven't played their best ball yet. So just imagine when they do come December in the playoffs. Y'all be done. Just think, man. Well, it, it's twofold. You could look at it half glass half empty or glass half full. Glass half full is like we could easily be 9-0 because we gave away the Jets game almost like we tried to give away the Cowboys game. But at the same time, we could easily be 4-5, and 5-4 five, five and four because pass defense is shaky, turnovers, dumb penalties, inconsistency on offense and defense, just inconsistency across the board. But at the end of the day, we get it done. And we got the Chiefs next. Now, this is where it gets interesting. Like, everyone expects us to lose this game. I, I think we can win. If the Lions can do it, if Jacksonville and Minnesota were one one or two plays away, I don't see why the Eagles can't. The Broncos gave them problems twice. Like, I don't, I don't see why the Eagles can't go in there and do their thing and beat this team. I don't see why not. The Lions did it. I don't see what the deal is. I know Patrick Mahomes is really good. I know pass defense ain't our strength right now. But, I mean, we put the pressure on them. Oh, they got pretty good offensive line. But, I mean, come on. I'm not that worried. And their defense, yeah, their defense is underrated. But we got so many weapons on offense uh, we'll be fine. And Dallas Goddard, for the second year in a row, gets hurt on a tackle. Gets hurt on a tackle, and it's a freak injury, and he's out. Going to be out a few weeks. But he'll be back in December, probably for the next Cowboys game. That's the one I really want. I I mean, losing to them this week would have sucked. I don't know if I would have been able to deal with it. But losing to them in Dallas would just be just frustrating. I mean, it's frustrating to lose them, period. But we haven't won in Dallas since 2017, the Super Bowl year. We haven't won there since. We've been close, but we haven't won there since. And it's like, can we finally end the streak and firmly cement ourselves as not only the best team in the NFC East, but the best team in the NFC? The bird can do it because right now, they got home field advantage throughout the playoffs and will probably be wearing home jerseys in the Super Bowl. And yes, they're going back to the Super Bowl. And no, this isn't this isn't recency bias. Like I've been saying this since 2 weeks after the last Super Bowl. If you go back to that show when we did Super Bowl predictions, I said Eagles and Bengals. And look who's the hottest team in the league right now, other than the Eagles, the Bengals. The Bengals won, what, four in a row, three in a row? They're cooking. They beat 49ers. They beat San Fran. They beat Buffalo. These guys that y'all said was going to give us trouble during this tough stretch, the Bengals already beat them. So I don't see why the Eagles can't beat them. Got Kansas City, Buffalo, San Fran, Seattle, I mean, Dallas, then Seattle again. I I may be mixing up the order here, but these next five games are going to be a test. But, I mean, I don't see why the Eagles can't 
be up to the challenge. I really don't. I feel like they're the best team in the league, and they're going to prove it. And enough about the refs, man. All of y'all had chances to win the game. Like the Dolphins, after the blatant missed face mask call, you got to pick six, and you tied the game. You had plenty of chances to score. You threw a pick in the red zone. Commanders, plenty of chances. You had a halftime lead. Okay, Devontae Smith got gifted a fourth down catch. Whatever. I think you were still winning at that point. Once again, you threw a pick in your own territory. Whose fault is that? You couldn't stop A.J. Brown. Whose fault is that? The Cowboys. You had all them yards, but you couldn't get any end zone. You couldn't stop the tush push. You gave up over 100 yards rushing. Just cut it out. And also, and also, yeah, short yardage, yeah. Also, two-point conversion, you stepped out of bounds. You couldn't get in the end zone on fourth down. Let's say we killed you in a short yardage situation. We ran the ball. We had a, we had a more balanced attack. And ultimately, you just couldn't get it done when it mattered. And you were at the five-yard line after being gifted yards and yards of penalties, and you went backwards and made it tough on yourself. All that stuff added up to you losing. I don't want to hear nothing about refs from anybody else, especially when your guy can pull our guy off the pile and our guy that got pulled off the pile isn't allowed to get mad about it and he gets flagged. Yeah, well, we're going to talk about refs, though. Man, get out of here, man. I'm tired of y'all. You got a good team, but they're not better than the bird. And I'm not being absurd. You're going to see. Your ceiling is the second round. I said your ceiling is the second round. Facts. Anyway, um, live look at the standings real quick. Let's look at the standings real quick. What do we got here? All right, so, okay. Let's look at the playoff pitchers so far. So, okay, let's start with the AFC. So, you got the Chiefs in first, of course. Baltimore is tied with them in second. Baltimore is one of the hottest teams, too. I can't wait for the next Ravens-Bengals matchup. Do you got Jacksonville, Dolphins, Steelers. Steelers in fifth, wow. Um, it, it's not a foregone conclusion that the Dolphins would blow out the the Steelers because the Steelers defense is just that good. But I mean, they could make it an ugly game and the Steelers shown that if it's a close game in the fourth quarter, they got a defense that can force turnovers and close things out. And then you never know when that picket to pickens connection is going to break through and steal a game. The Cleveland Browns are pretty good. They're just a good overall team, no matter what you think about Watson. And the Bengals, the entire AFC North division's in the playoffs. And the Bills are in the outside looking in, which is a surprise. They're supposed to be Super Bowl contenders. The Texans are sneaky. You got like 
dang, man. You got all these teams. You got about six teams that are five and four or four and five or four and four. Just all fighting for that spot. It's just who's going to finish the best in December. I I think the Bengals are going to be there, obviously. But Steelers, Browns, Bills, Texans, Chargers, Jets, Colts, Raiders, even the Titans. Like, the only team I think that's out of it for real is the Patriots. Anybody else can easily go on a winning streak and catapult themselves into the top seven. So, you know, the AFC North, they're all in the playoffs right now, but that could change. That could change. It's just Kansas City. It's just Kansas City, Baltimore, Jacksonville, and just a lot of slightly above average or just straight up mid. Well, the Patriots are trash. But other than that, that's just what it is. It's just mid or slightly above average in the AFC. And at the end of the day, we're just looking at Chiefs versus whoever wants to come out of that fray two through seven. Uh, That's pretty much it. Let's see. The NFC, the bird is the work. And they're number one. The Lions are number two. They're pretty good. They got killed by the Ravens, though. But then again, I mean, so did Seattle. And Seattle's a solid team. They're number five on here. 49ers three. Saints are four. Well, I said they were going to win the NFC South. But the way the Falcons were playing at first, the way the Falcons and the Buccaneers were playing, I was thinking, you know, for sure one of them could take it. But then these guys fell off. And it looks like the Saints are going to win that division. And... Whoever comes out of that Seattle, San Francisco melee is probably going to have to go to, or no, the Cowboys. The Cowboys is probably going to play the Saints in the first round. And I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that the Cowboys are going to win. The Cowboys are the better team, but I don't think it's a foregone conclusion. I do not want to see another San Francisco, Seattle playoff game because we know how it's going to go. Um, the Vikings are in seventh without Kirk Cousins against the Lions. Uh, that's a sneak. That would be a sneaky game, but we don't know if they're going to be there. I, I doubt it. Commanders, they're mid, but their passing game is dangerous. So look out for them. Falcons, they're mid, but their running game is dangerous. If it wakes up, it's hard to bet against Baker Mayfield, even though they're three and five and on a losing streak. The Packers, they got the talent, but uh, no. The Rams can't stay healthy. The Giants are trash. The Bears are trash. The Panthers are trash. The Cardinals got Kyler Murray. And if they go on like a a Miami Dolphins with uh, the defensive coordinator from the Vikings, forgot his name, but when he was the head coach, Brian Flores, yeah. If they go on a Brian Flores type of end of the season run, they could sneak up in the playoffs because Kyler Murray is that guy. He just is. Kyler Murray is that guy, and he's coming back now. But then that would mean they would have to beat the Bird in Philly with Jonathan Gannon coming back. I can't see it happening, but any given Sunday, and as close as our games have been, 
I wouldn't put it past the Cardinals to come into Philly and win. And that would be a big confidence boost for their team and uh, Jonathan Gannon because we're gonna be we're gonna be very tough on Jonathan Gannon. I'm gonna keep it real with you. I probably won't boo him. I want to because I'm still mad about the Super Bowl, but I'm not gonna boo him. But the rest of the fans, most of them, they're gonna boo him on New Year's Eve. So, yeah, that would be big for the Cardinals if they won that game. But that's way down the line. They got a long way to go. One and eight. I mean, you're gonna have to play San Francisco again. You're gonna have to play Seattle again. The Rams ain't that big of a threat. Um, I don't know. Like it's it's not looking good. It's not looking good. But you know, we'll see. We'll see. I I don't see why. I don't see why these guys can't. I don't see why these guys can't reel off five six games in a row with Kyler Murray back at quarterback. And all that speed they got on the outside and James Conner coming back. I don't see why not. I'm I just want Kyler and Baker to do well. Uh they're they're not out of it, even though the Cardinals are in last. But if you're not the Giants, the Bears, and the Panthers, I think you have a chance to sneak in there in the playoffs. Because I'm gonna keep it real with you. Seven on down. They're not an actual threat. They're just going to get destroyed by the Eagles, the Lions, or the 49ers. Like, let's just keep it real. But, yeah, man. Um, So, middle of the season, everything's taking shape. And I want to see how this ends. I still think we're going to end up with either Eagles-Bengals or Eagles-Chiefs rematch. And I I can't wait. And it's going to be in Vegas? Oh, I can't wait. This is going to be awesome. Oh, and I was just checking my uh, fantasy lineups, uh, DraftKings. Draymond Green is out. So, I don't know if that's – if you needed that for your fantasy, well, I don't think this episode is going to be out. This episode is not going to be out in time. So, it doesn't really matter. But yeah, Draymond Green's out. So he he's not playing. And you know what? That's fine. That that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Um Yeah. They're going against Denver and Jokic is going to eat regardless. I don't think Jamal Murray's playing. So that could go either way. It's at Golden State. No, it's at Denver. It still could go either way. But I think Denver's the better team, and they're going to win. And Jokic is going to get his usual 50 to 70 fantasy points. I'm just saying. Oh, my God, Zion's out too. Well, that's just great. That's just great. That's just great. What happened? Personal? What? What's happened? What's going on? Somebody got to see what's going on. Well, you know, mental health is important. So I don't know what the deal is with that. I'm very afraid to start Carl Anthony Towns. So I will not do that. Uh, Porzingis. Porzingis versus Philly. You know what? Why not? I know it's not a good matchup, but why not? 
Why not? You know, this is this is a tournament we're playing in. So I got to pick people that no one else is going to pick. So, but also I still got to score points though. I still got to score points. I think I had Zion in a different league. So, a different league. I think I had Zion. Don't I have Zion on a different team? No, I do not. Uh, Bradley Bill still a game time decision. Okay, all right, cool, cool, cool. So I'm good for now. I- I'll come back to that later. Um. Anyway, what's next on the list? Oh, LSU women. LSU women got their butts whooped. Damn! What happened? You know what? I'll tell you what happened. See, they made this girl named uh, Frida Foreman look like the second coming of Clay Thompson. Facts. That's crazy. I mean, let's let's go to it real quick. I'm about to pull up the stats right now. You got to be kidding me right now. Um, let's see. Frida Foreman, nine, nine for 15, seven for 11 from three. 27 points, five rebounds, five assists, two steals. Killed you. Four turnovers, though. That's not good. But she killed y'all. Sherrod, I remember Sherrod from last year. She's pretty good. So I, I get that. Because remember, I think Colorado beat somebody pretty good. They beat a really high seat last year. So they got some players. But no one expected them to beat LSU. Like, let's be real. Like, LSU got a super team. I mean, come on. They got a big four. Like Van Liff, Flaje Johnson, Anisha Morrow, Angel Reese. But Anisha Morrow got in foul trouble. Four four fouls? What are you doing? Six points, four fouls? Two for nine? What is this? Angel Reese, 15 points, 12 rebounds, one block, and no still. That's a pretty average game for her. Or maybe below average. She got in foul trouble too, four fouls. Haley Van Lift, 4 4 11. 14 points. Angel Reese, for someone who is mostly a around the basket player, 15 points on 15 shots is alarming. And I don't know what happened. I don't know why they gave up 10 threes. I don't know why. They let Colorado shoot 43% from three. I don't know how they let Colorado shoot 50% overall. Like, I don't know what's going on over there. But maybe it's just the beginning of the season and they still got to work out the kinks. But that's, I don't know. That's a statement loss going the wrong way. And looking at Kim Mulkey's face, she is going to light into them in practice if she hasn't already. So, they're going to be on it. But I think this is the type of team, yeah, Kim Mulkey's going to get on them, but the players are going to, they're going to really get on each other and they're going to push each other to be better because that's ridiculous. You gave up 92 points. You gave up 43% from three. Like, got destroyed. In Las Vegas. I wonder what would have happened if the game was in LSU. But, that's just one team. Like, Colorado's a good team. They're, they're probably going to at least go to the Sweet 16. But they're going to be tougher teams that they're going to have to play. 
especially in their conference, and they got to get it together or more whoopings are coming. It's a shame because this team is supposed to repeat. But clearly they got to work out some things. Clearly they got to play better defense. Clearly they got to have better shot selection. Hey, that's it, though. That's it. You know, it's it's all good. Uh, South Carolina fans talking trash. But they still got to see LSU. And we don't know what's going to happen. If they're really that much better than LSU, they'll put the smack down on them like they did last year. If not, they'll lose. Then they won't be there at the end like they weren't last year. We just have to see. It's the beginning of the season, but it still stuck out to me. USC beat Ohio State in women's basketball. Ohio State's a top 10 team. Um, They got this girl number 32. I call her basically the female basketball version of Travion Henderson. Um, Just a young superstar in the making. And I think her name is McMahon. I think her name is Cody McMahon. I think that's her name. Um, Yeah, top 10 team. Lost to USC in a rising freshman. Oh, and South Carolina looked good. They blew out Notre Dame. A talented, well-coached team who also got a really talented freshman. Uh, South Carolina got a freshman point guard that's just box office. And, you know, I don't know how LSU is going to guard her. Especially, I don't think Haley Van Lift can guard her. But we'll see. We'll see. Um, But early in the season and already... College basketball is coming out with a bang, especially on the women's side. Um, I'm excited about what's ahead. Now, finally, the Wizards. You know what? Before I get to the Wizards, man, let's check on the Caps real quick. Let's see what the Caps record is right now. I haven't really been watching them. Um... They play the Panthers tonight, which is a pretty good game. I would have loved to go to this game. Well, one of my basketball teammates is skipping the game to go to this. So I'm like, yeah, I mean, that's a game I would love to go to, but it's not a game I would skip basketball for. The only Caps game I would skip a basketball game for is either a playoff game it's either a playoff game like I'm talking conference finals championship. I mean, Stanley Cup finals. It has to be conference finals championship or they're playing the Penguins. That's it. Other than that, I, I wouldn't skip a Wednesday basketball game for the Caps. But, hey, to each their own. Like, we're not getting paid to play in this league. So, I, I get it. But, yeah, the Caps are 5-4-1. So, they kind of bounce back after a slow start. Um, okay, they're fifth in the table now. 11 points. I mean, I guess, man, they ain't that far behind the doubles. I mean, the Rangers, oh, Rangers doing great. They got 19 points, nine and two, one overtime loss. That's not bad. But yeah, uh, Caps are battling back. They got the Panthers tonight. I don't know. They should beat the Panthers, but I don't know. Uh, we'll see that maybe that game could go either way. Let's just show up and play well. If, if they're going to take one of my players to their game, if they're going to take one of my players and play this game, they might as well win because what the heck, like at least win this game, please. 
if we're going to be missing somebody because of a Caps game, please win. Please. I'm going to be very upset if you lose. Now, all right, last thing. Finally, the Wizards. The Wizards can't guard a parked car. Damn! Just bear with me real quick. The Wizards are last in the league in point differential with 11.5. And now let's get to the defensive stats. So they've given up the most points per game at 128.7. They've given up the highest field goal percentage. 51% is ridiculous. 51% given up to opponents. That is unreal. Um, let's go to the rebounds. Rebounds, uh, they're giving up. They're last in the league. They're third to last in the league in defensive rebounding. Like, defense is terrible. This is like Mike Stoops in 2018 type of defense. This is like Alex Grinch before he got fired from USC just a few days ago. This is bad. This is really, really bad in my Stephen A. voice. We only won one game, and that was the Grizzlies. And the Grizzlies were winless at the time, and they've won a game since. Oh, they beat the Blazers uh, on a back-to-back. Okay, I, I guess, man. I, I guess. I figured they was going to win one of those games. The Blazers are... Up and coming, up and coming team. Like the, I figured they was gonna win at least one. But check this though. I mean, the Grizzlies started off 0 and six, so that was our only win. The Wizards, like, they lost to the Sixers, right? And you're at Philly, and Philly has pretty much dominated us since like 2018 ish. Maybe 2019, they pretty much have dominated us. I think out of that stretch, there was one year where we split. Other than that, they've pretty much dominated us. And Joel Embiid, the last two years, I I sat there and watched us play against Joel Embiid. Now, we somehow won that game, but he was just, it was just easy. We did nothing to stop him. He did whatever he wanted. And once again, he had another 48 points against us. And what's crazy about it, because I was following this on FanDuel, um, Joel Embiid scored 29 points in the third quarter. Damn! I mean, y'all just trying to hand him the trophy personally. Like, yeah, now they're, they're talking about, I heard, I saw one tweet that said, He's one of the best scorers of all time. I'm like, all right, we're getting carried away now. He's great, but, like, he ain't all that. Like, he's great, just won MVP, and he's probably going to be all pro and in the MVP conversation again. But he ain't – come on, man. Come on, man. Y'all act like he the GOAT now because he's styled on the Wizards again, knowing we can't stop him. Just another blowout. We was never in the Sixers game. Got blown out by Indiana. Got blown out by just everyone we played, except uh, um, we had a somewhat close game. Okay, the Heat, the Heat and the Hawks, we were somewhat competitive, but the Sixers ran out of the building. 
The Celtics, I mean, we lost by 19, but we were down by like 40 at one point. The Hawks killed us. The Heat killed us, but we tried to come back. Uh, Pacers killed us on opening day. Like, it's just, now we got the Hornets, a very winnable game. A very, very winnable game. They're 2-4, and four, and their defensive numbers aren't that great either. But these guys got to get it together because we're dying. And Jordan Poole, I mean, pretty pedestrian numbers so far. Kuzma is pretty much the guy right now. He leads us in scoring 23.7. I mean, Jordan Poole, for the amount he getting paid and the amount of hype he had coming in, 18 points a game. Uh, uh, I figured he'd come in here and score at least 25. 18 is kind of ridiculous. Not ridiculous, but it's kind of underwhelming. And there's only two other people that average double digits. Ooh, Denny Avia making a big jump. He's slowly becoming our third best player. Matter of fact, he is our third best player. Just like that. After one offseason. But it don't matter because we can't stop a turkey sandwich. Terrible. But it's early in the season. But all signs point towards us being trash and maybe trading some people and tanking. And maybe, just maybe, getting rid of Wes Unsold. We'll see what happens. I'm not on the Fire West train, train yet. But this is not looking good. Let's just give him a chance. He isn't that bad to me. You know what I'm saying? Let's just give him a chance to turn things around. Let's let him cook. And let's see. I mean, if you need to get rid of him during the All-Star break, if we're really that bad by the All-Star break, then cool. But if not, if we're respectable, just keep him at least to the end of the year and let's see what happens. If we tank, everyone's saying this is the wrong year to tank. If we do end up tanking and end up getting the number one or number two pick, this guy could be a superstar. If it's Mataz Uzilas, that'd be great. I mean, he's a superstar, he's a superstar. I don't know who else is coming out. I got to go see. But these guys might not be too bad. We might have a superstar here. We, we might. I mean, who knows what's going to happen next year? Everyone's saying next year is the year. I. I got to see why, because I, they, basically, man, they don't really see the point of tanking, and they don't think this is a good draft class compared to last year. If you're comparing to last year, okay, sure. But this year, yeah, they don't really see the value in the top t- picks. But who knows? And if we get a new coach, who knows what this new coach is going to do and I believe in our GM and uh, president of operations. I believe in them that they can put the right team around if we do tank our next superstar or potential superstar. I'm just saying, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm ready for anything at this point because the Wizards, man, they loafing. I do have to go watch them still. Somehow, some way, I need to go watch them play. I just got to find time and the money to go watch them. I mean, I know they're not very good right now, but it's still fun to go to a Wizards game. I've been doing it since I was a kid. But anyway, 
GoatLevelTees.com for all things Goat Level. Oh, yeah, that's right. I am going to see them in Cleveland in January, but I should try to go see them before then. Oh, and I also plan to see them versus Spurs on January 20th. And looking at how those teams are playing, that should be a very entertaining game. Anyway, Mr. Van Pugh, GoatLevelTees.com for all things Goat Level. Man, you already know that I'm out. Peace. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Goat Level Podcast. Make sure you share, subscribe, and get money.